more exclusive interviews. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by ElisaIlana.com. Here's Mulberry Lane. Rachel Yamagata's brand of singer-songwriter music has been wooing audiences for some time. Now you can catch what the fuss is all about as she swings through town June 30th at Stir Concert Cove as the opener for David Gray. Now Rachel joins us now to talk about her musical journey, which includes a few ties to the Cornhusker State. Welcome, welcome to the show, Rachel Yamagata. Welcome to the show, Rachel. I want that as my outgoing message. Could you guys do that for me? <laughs> sure. I love that. Well, <laughs> I got to tell you, when you got to work Yamagata into a song, that's pretty fun. Right? It's pretty rhythmic. It's, it's not too is. bad. I was going to say, it's very rhythmic. Excellent. <laughs> okay, so now you're in the middle of this David Gray tour. We caught you on a day home, regrouping. So what has it been like? Yes. It's been a whirlwind. Two and a half weeks ago, I was in Asia, so I'm still getting over jet lag. Came home and rehearsed for a few days and went straight back out. And after the first night in Maine, I'm just driving my little Chevy truck. And that died the first night of tour after the show. So (laughs) (laughs) we were kind of went through the crazy, like, oh, my God, but you don't understand. We have to be in Vermont in four hours kind of a situation. So what did you do? I have my tour manager with me, and I have my guitarist with me at the time. And the electrical system died, so we couldn't roll up the window. It was sitting on this pier. I was definitely afraid it would get towed overnight, and then we wouldn't even have it to tow back home to New York. And so I'm trying to, like, sleep in the car, and the guys are like, I'm not leaving you. We had the David Gray crew. They were pushing the car into a place that, like, wouldn't get towed behind their bus. And, you know, first night of tour, the last thing you want to ask a crew bus full of guys is, could you help me push my car? (laughs) So we finally got it towed and and made it to Vermont just in time to walk on stage for for soundcheck and do the show. So road life, you guys know what it's like. (laughs) Well, at least you made soundcheck. That's better than just having to go on without a soundcheck. Right? Thank goodness. (laughs) Okay, now you play both piano and guitar. So what's your setup live? It changes all the time. When I can take out a full band, my ideal band is rhythm section and a cellist and a violinist. Like, I love strings. I like also changing the lineup from tour to tour just to give fans a new approach on each of the songs. But I think the show that you guys would see, it's just going to be me, myself, and I. So as intimate as you can get. And uh, yeah, I'll switch back and forth between piano and guitar, probably 50-50. Okay, now when you write songs, do you particularly write on one instrument or another, or wherever you happen to be, you write on that instrument? You know, I like writing on things that I don't know how to play. You know, I'm a better piano player than guitar, so I actually really enjoy writing on guitar because it's like I'm in a different world and completely reliant on what I'm hearing. I don't know what chords I'm playing. I don't have very great formations to fall back on. So I always think that's an interesting way to write. Do you feel like that ends up with Uh, more of a unique song? You know, I have a hard time judging my own work, but I know that I've met people who are much more skilled and you know have more technique than I do on instruments and they're always fascinated by my chord progressions and I had a friend who brought one of my piano songs to somebody who was a 
professor at Juilliard, and they couldn't figure it out. They're like, what is she doing? So I think there's something interesting about not having that reference. And well, you're not saying, well, that can't be done. Yeah, Exactly. Right. The very original singer-songwriter Rachel Yamagata here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Okay, now you were on Arista Records, and now you have your own label. So talk about the pros and cons of both of those approaches for you. You know, I went through an amazing and crazy experience on various labels. When I first got signed, I was originally on Victor Records, which was part of RCA, which became part of Arista. Then I went to Warner Brothers Records, and I kind of got really lucky with working with these great veteran A&R people and Mm -hmm. having a really supportive team. So I did get a nice experience at labels. However, it happened at the time where the industry was just imploding and the turnover rate was crazy and the internet and iTunes and And everything was consolidating at that point too. Yes, everyone was merging with everybody and everyone's trying to figure out if, you know, record sales are becoming non-existent, how do we deal with that? You know, I went through that washer cycle. So, you know, that became very frustrating and mainly it was Because the turnover of the folks working at these labels was so fast and so high, the timelines between when I could release records started getting longer and longer and longer. And that's what was really hard for me to sit on my heels about because, you know, you want to write songs, you want to record them, then you want to go play them live and, like, keep that going. And And you're ready. And you're ready. I have a short attention span. So, like, I'd finish one, be ready to do the next one, and it still wouldn't be out. So, you know, I went independent almost as a an assurance that at least I would have more control over my timeline. Right. It wasn't even necessarily about creative control or feeling locked in. It was like, I need to keep moving here. I don't want to be at the mercy of a system that's in trouble. You know, there's definite freedom in independent labels and, you know, doing it yourself this way. I've done two records through Pledge Music, which is fan-supported mm-hmm. forum to, to help artists make records and so there's a lot of good things you know mostly what i i wish i had more of is time because the amount of work involved in all of these different facets is incredible so that's my main thing but you know you get creative and and drink a lot of coffee (laughs) (laughs) isn't that the truth ties to nebraska with bright eyes and connor ober so talk a little bit about how that came together uh, I've been a big fan of Brad Eyes, of course, and Connor and Mike Mogus's work. I heard Rilo Kiley and decided, God, who produced this? It's amazing. I would love to get this producer. And so Mike Mogus actually worked on my second record that came out through Warner Brothers, and it was okay. a double album called Elephant's Teeth Sinking into Heart. It was sort of a two-part disc. And got initiated into the Saddle Creek world, and Mm -hmm. uh, we mixed, actually, I think it was Lincoln, Nebraska, ended up singing some backgrounds for Connor's music, and I mean, the whole thing about that group of artists and writers in that world is that they're such great lyricists. To me, they're these brilliant songwriters and Mm -hmm. so innovative and it felt like the weird kid like how did I get into this room with all these (laughs) amazing (laughs) people like you know I had a really good time but man I think we were out there in the summertime and it was so hot and I remember I stayed at a hotel that I think was right next to like a a chicken factory so you just smell like he smelled chicken all the time. In the heat. In like 95 degree oh. heat. There were times where I was like, 
This is beyond surreal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably never thought in making an album you'd be surrounded by that atmosphere. Probably right? not. Right. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Singer-songwriter Rachel Yamagata talking about her experiences recording and on the road. She'll be passing through town June 30th, Stir Concert Cove, as an opener for David Gray. So make sure you check it out. And we'll be right back with more from Rachel. Keep it right here with your radio sisters. It's the Mulberry Lane Show. Cause everybody's got the way I should feel 